are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dalton Pence. A lot to get to on this Thursday edition of the show. As always, we appreciate you for making Locked On Global your first listen of the day. And as always, the Locked On Global podcast is free on every streaming service, five days a week, all Global, all the time. So the matchup with Wake Forest is getting closer and closer. 12.30 kickoff time in Winston-Salem as the Cardinals will go against the Demon Deacons looking to extend their three-game winning streak. We're going to identify key players to watch for the Louisville Cardinals and the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, and then we will look at the keys to the game for the Cards to make sure that they come out victorious in this game against Wake Forest. But before we get into the content, like I said, for those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst, and I also do some PA announcing work for the university in sports like soccer, baseball, lacrosse, field hockey, etc. You can follow my Twitter at dpence underscore, and you can follow the podcast Twitter page at LO underscore Louisville. So let's dive right on into it. A weekly segment that I'd like to continue doing is identifying the players to watch for both Louisville and their opponent. We'll start out with the cards. Those players that I've identified are Amari Huggins-Bruce, Yasir Abdullah, and Greedy Vance. Beginning with Amari Huggins-Bruce with the injury to Braden Smith last season, the ACL tear in which he is out for the year, it is now open in the Cardinal receiving room for someone to come in and secure a starting spot. Unfortunately, it's going to be challenging to replace such a leader in Braden Smith, both on and off the field. But um, I mentioned earlier this week that I think Amari Huggins-Bruce is going to be the direct successor to him. Now, it's kind of interesting because Amari didn't have a catch against Florida State, but um, still led the cards coming into that game in terms of receiving uh, totals throughout the year. I think that he is destined for greatness. He's a player that once he touches the ball, it's home run threat immediately. And if you look at the two's respective skill sets, there's a ton of similarities. They're both home run threats. They are able to find pockets behind the defense and in coverage. And once they touch the ball, you know, it's it's definitely going to be tough to bring them down. Just due to how shifty they are, they make guys miss. But at the same time, I'm not saying that he's going to come in and get, you know, eight to nine receptions and you know, over 100 yards because I don't think that the Louisville offense is kind of built like that right now. Um, there's about six to seven wide receivers, maybe even, you know, eight to nine that can come in and play meaningful snaps. I think it's going to be a by committee approach to replace Braden Smith because it was a by committee approach when they had Braden Smith. So it's going to necessarily depend on what Amari Huggins-Bruce can do in terms of separation at the line of scrimmage and uh, being able to fill in those pockets when Malik rolls out because Louisville really takes advantage of those intermediate rounds. So there's a couple players that have skill sets kind of similar to Huggins-Bruce and Braden Smith. You look at guys like Tyler Harrell who had his First touchdown of the season against Florida State, in which the very first possession, 59-yard catch and run on the first possession of the game. You have guys like Josh Johnson, who has been waiting his time coming off two ACL injuries. He's made the most out of his opportunities. 
you know, the, so on and so forth. Jordan Watkins has done, you know, some solid things this season. He caught his first touchdown pass of the season last week. So it'll definitely be a by-committee approach, but I'm, I'm confident that Amari Huggins-Bruce is going to leave his impact on the game. So he's definitely a player to watch. Another player to watch is Yasir Abdullah, one of the leaders of the defense. With Monty Montgomery out for his first full game against Florida State, Yasir Abdullah led the Cardinal pass rush to six total sacks. Two of those were his individually. But I don't necessarily think this performance was an outlier considering you know throughout the season he's continued to play better and better. And I think that that trend's going to continue as the season progresses. So I'm interested to see how he plays with a team that they're probably going to try to make you know, dink and dunk down the field rather than hit the big play. And we'll talk about that in the keys to the game for the cards later on in the show. But I thought in the absence of Monty Montgomery, Dorian Jones, Jalen Alderman, KJ Cloyd did a pretty decent job. But I ultimately think, you know, at the end of the day, on top of that, you had Yasir Abdullah rising to a new level. And um, it's going to have to continue throughout ACC play if the Cards want to continue to take the next step forward on defense. I was very impressed by not only how well he got to the quarterback against Florida State, but just his ability to you know sniff out plays, his ability to get in the backfield. He was everywhere, and um, he's quickly showing that you know this improvement over you know the course of this season is extremely real. And I personally think the best is yet to come, but that really doesn't surprise anyone. And especially in a game like this, he's definitely a player to watch because the Louisville defense is going to be tested. Wake Forest, one of the top 30 offenses in the country statistically for the past two years, maybe even three years, dating back to 2019. You'll have to forgive me. I'm not necessarily too familiar with what they did statistically in that 2019 campaign. But definitely in the past two years, regardless of the record that they had, they are always been able to move the ball. They love the deep play. And for Yasir Abdullah being able to lead that Cardinal pass rush and try to disrupt Sam Hartman's reads and progressions, he's definitely a player that we have to keep an eye out for. In that Saturday matchup, the last Cardinal that I want to focus on is Greedy Vance. And there's a couple reasons why. Number one, he's really come into form. Actually listed as a starter in the depth chart coming into this matchup over Chandler Jones. And I don't necessarily think that that is the reason why I have him as a player to watch per se. I think the main reason is because, like I mentioned, Wake Forest is a team that loves to go deep. And that's been the you know kind of the trademark of their offense for the past couple seasons and almost all throughout Dave Clawson's tenure. They averaged this season 12.9 yards per reception, and that kind of spans across um, you know 10 or 10 to 12 receivers. So it's not like you know there's three guys that are doing that. The whole team is doing it. I believe there's about you know eight to nine guys that are averaging over double digits in yards per reception. So you know Keytro Clark is one of the best cornerbacks in the ACC, and if you don't, then you must be living under a rock. But it's going to be what the Louisville secondary is able to do opposite of Clark. Because we saw in the in the game against Mississippi in the season opener, you know, teams aren't necessarily testing Clark. And if they are, they're showing that, you know, they're going to get burned more often than not. So for a guy like Greedy Vance coming into this game, it's a sold-out arena in Winston-Salem. So, I mean, you could make this point that we could focus on the whole cornerback committee outside of Kittrell Clark. 
But with Greedy Vance being the starter, a guy that has played extremely well you know, against Central Florida, against Florida State, I'm interested to see how he's going to fare against wide receivers that will try to test you on the vertical routes. And um, I'm interested to see how, you know, in association with that, how he's going to react and be able to make plays in coverage. So Greedy Vance is a player that, like Yasir Abdullah, is going to continue to get better as this season progresses. And like Amari Huggins-Bruce, I think, you know, both of them are just kind of waiting their times and waiting for their substantial reps. Well, the reps are here. It's just time right now to you know take advantage of them, make the most of them, and I think that they're players to watch because ultimately I have a lot of confidence in them taking advantage of those reps. So we'll transition right now into the Wake Forest side of things and talk about three key players to watch for in that matchup. But before we do that, let's talk about our friends down at Sweat Block. Sweat Block's antiperspirant wipes and antiperspirant products are simply the best. They're something you need to try out. They're doctor created and they're doctor recommended. They work for up to seven days per use and there's a dry shirt guarantee so sweat block doesn't keep you dry. You can get your money back. They're featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by Firefighters and they're a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 13,000 reviews. Currently number one in the Amazon antiperspirant category. And they're manufactured right here in the United States. So you're able to wear what you want to wear. You can have a little secret to confidence, and it's a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag. Whether it's a big presentation or a hot date, everyone can benefit. So I know what you're saying, Dalton. This sounds too good to be true, but literally since I've started on Sweatblock, I've only had to use it once or twice a week, and it keeps me dry the whole time so I don't pit out. I don't pick my shirts based on which one will hide the sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code Locked On, or at Amazon or CVS. So we're talking key players in this matchup for Louisville and Wake Forest. Let's switch over to the Demon Deacon side of things. But before we do that, I want to once again tell you all how thankful I am for you all making Locked On Louisville the first listen of the day. As always, Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services. It's five days a week, all Louisville, all the time. Three guys that I want to shed light on that are going to be players to watch in this game against Louisville. Number one wide receiver, A.T. Perry, 17 receptions, 292 yards, and three touchdowns on the season. And then the other two are on the defense, defensive back Luke Masterson and defensive lineman Luigi Villain. Uh, you'll have to forgive me if I'm pronouncing that name wrong. But we'll start out with A.T. Perry. Like I mentioned, a handful of guys on this Wake Forest receiving committee that are averaging over double-digit yards per reception. A.T. Perry leads the team in receptions, in yards, in average yards per reception, and touchdowns. So this is going to be a guy that ultimately I think Keetrell Clark is going to line up against. But the reason he's the player to watch is because you know Sam Hartman's going to go to him. It's going to be interesting to see if Perry is able to get anything going against Keetrell Clark. So when you look at A.T. Perry and uh, all that he brings to the table, 6'5", 206-pound sophomore from Lake Worth, Texas, 
has really impressed me this season when I went back and watched their games against Florida State and Virginia, respectively. He's definitely a deep ball threat with his size, one of those guys to where it's going to be tough to guard him just because of that vertical height. And for Keetra Clark, who's in the you know the 5'9", 5'10", range, respectively, it's going to be a challenge for the Louisville cornerback to you know shut down Perry with his size. So he's got to be the player to watch for on this offense. I would go with Sam Hartman, but like I mentioned in the past couple episodes, I don't want to go with a quarterback every time because I think it's redundant. I think it's obvious. Yeah, Dalton, of course, the quarterback is a player to watch on the offense. Duh. But Perry is Hartman's favorite receiver. He's not a player that has really jumped off the page statistically speaking. So we've seen it, like I mentioned, he only has 292 receiving yards through four games. Um, but what I will say, however, is the fact that he will be one of the best tests that Kittrell Clark has had all season long. So it'll be up to the number one cornerback for Louisville to you know, stop him and be able to slow him down. And um, I'm looking to see what Perry can do against Clark because as he's the best receiver that Clark has played, Clark is the best defensive back that will likely go up against A.T. Perry in this early 2021 season. So Perry is the player that I want to focus on on offense. Shifting to the defensive side of things, Luke Masterson, defensive back, is the first defensive guy that is the player to watch. Senior defensive leader, six foot two, 231 pounds out of Naples, Florida. Leads the team with 18 solo tackles and 27 tackles total. Two sacks on the year, which is trailing Luigi Villain. But unlike A.T. Perry and Keetra Clark, I'm not necessarily sure who Luke Masterson's going to go up against. I could see him against a bunch of different players for the Cardinals in that wide receiving room. But what makes him so special is just his ball skills, his ability to really disrupt plays in terms of um, in coverage, but also his ability to complete tackles as well. So not a lot of yards after completion opportunities when he is involved in the play. I think that if I had to take a guess that you're going to see him a lot on Jordan Watkins, on Justin Marshall. Thankfully, the Cardinal passing attack is very balanced. There's so many guys that go into that conversation. Another guy that he could go up against is Marshawn Ford. Um, with his 6'2 size, I think he would be one of the better options that Wake Forest can throw out there to guard Marshawn Ford. And ultimately, I think that that's going to be the case in a nutshell as well. But for Wake Forest to have a guy like Luke Masterson, he has to be a player to watch because I'm going to be interested to see how Malik Cunningham reacts whenever he, he is involved in a play or whenever he is involved in a read and if he goes toward Masterson in coverage. Um, I don't think he's Keitrell Clark level defensive back caliber, but he's definitely respectable. He's going to be a player that if you test him, you know he's going to make plays and he's going to make tackles. So at the end of the day, he is the first guy to focus on in the defense. The second one is Luigi Villain. Kind of far down there in terms of tackles. Only nine on the season. Leads the team with two and a half sacks for the Demon Deacons. But being on that defensive line, you don't necessarily expect him to get those tackle numbers. Six foot four senior, 252 pounds from Ottawa, Ontario. 
Um, and I think that this is kind of a trend for this Wake Forest defense when I talk about players to watch and um, going after senior leadership guys that lead by example. I think that Luigi's going to be a challenge for this Louisville offensive line with his size. His statistical numbers don't jump off the page, but when you watch him play, it's, it's evident that he's a player that opposing offensive lines definitely game plan for. And if Louisville's offensive line is not careful, he will make you pay. And, um, you know, the Cardinal offensive line unit's one that I'm interested to see how they're going to continue to improve and how they're going to bounce back from that second-half performance against Florida State. One of the ways they're going to have to do that is keeping a clean pocket for Malik Cunningham uh, to an extent because, as we've seen through the past two weeks, it's very successful when Malik is able to roll out and make a decision whether he's going to use his legs, whether he's going to fire into an intermediate route. So, um, you know, Luigi is a player that draws extra attention from opposing head coaches when game planning because of his strength, because of his underrated speed to get after the quarterback. It'll be interesting to see how guys like Cole Bentley, Brian Hudson, um, you know, moving on down the line, how those guys are able to react to Luigi's style of play. Lucky for them, the past two weeks they played a solid defensive line in Central Florida and a bunch of you know solid, strong athletes on that defensive line of Florida State. So they've definitely been battle-tested so far in that regard, and um, it's just going to be another test this week against Wake Forest. So, so now we're going to change speeds a little bit and focus on what the Cardinals need to do to make sure they come out victorious in this game against Wake Forest. But I'm going to tell you first what you need to do to come out victorious in your battle with automobile needs. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's not impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts your car will need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket? rockauto.com saves you time and money. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers. Prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could ever need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Do yourself a favor. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Also want to talk about our friends down at Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all of the pro and college football action. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and they are your online sportsbook experts. So the final segment of the show, we're going to talk keys to the game for the Cardinals against Wake Forest in this Saturday matchup. The Cards need to win the turnover battle. They need to limit the big play 
on defense and offensively speaking they need to establish the run against the demon deacons simply put the wake forest demon deacons are one of the best teams in the country when it comes to not only securing the ball but also forcing turnovers this year already an 11 to 4 turnover rate show tied for fourth in the country last season was more of the same they turned the ball over three times last season and two of those came in that game against Louisville in which that was the first game all season which they lost the turnover battle for the cards that is a point of emphasis again this season just considering the fact that uh, Mike Scott Satterfield uh, Jack Bicknell Brian Brown all kind of confirmed was that Wake Forest doesn't beat themselves. They're a team that you have to handle business against because if you don't, they're going to. They're a very disciplined and well-coached team. They play hard. They give maximum effort. They're you know a prototypical team of what you want in your program in terms of intangibles and the way that they're coached and the way that they're led. So being able to win the turnover battle is not only important every game of the season, uh, regardless of who you're playing, but especially in this one, just because of how well Wake Forest just does not turn over the football. So far this season, Louisville has done a pretty good job of securing the football uh, in weeks past. You know, the, the contests against Central Florida and Florida State both have respectively kind of ended in an interception. So it'll be interesting to see how that trend continues. Um, you know, I'm, I can't necessarily say that that would happen this week as well, coincidentally speaking, but... In the crunch time, you know, Louisville's defense has made it a point of emphasis to bend but not break. So focusing on forcing turnovers and not turning the ball over, winning the turnover margin, for lack of better terms, is a key to the game for the Cards. Limiting the big play, like I mentioned earlier this week, is probably the number one point of emphasis and why I kind of feel optimistic about this game because the Louisville defense is a unit that doesn't necessarily get beat on a lot of deep routes per se. It's more, you know, chunk yardage, you know, the 15, 20 yards down the field, but very rarely is it a big time home run play that when that's kind of Wake Forest's bread and butter. And if you go back and you watch Sam Hartman, like Jeremy Wallman mentioned in his weekly interview this week, and I touched on a little bit, Sam Hartman struggles more when you force him to f- throw in the intermediate rounds, anywhere from 8 to 10, 12 yards, than he does throwing the deep ball. So I think that that's what's going to happen for Louisville. Louisville's going to force them to move down the field with patience and um, you know, continuing to rack up first down after first down. Something has to give, though, so limiting the big play is going to have to be at the forefront of emphasis for this Louisville defense. Like I mentioned, there are about 8 to 9, maybe even 10 guys on this receiving core that are averaging over 10-plus yards per reception on the season. So it's very evident what Wake Forest is going to try to do, but like I mentioned, something has to give, and... Having played Mississippi, having played Central Florida, they've done a phenomenal job of keeping the teams in front of them. As long as they don't play that prevent defense that they play at times, I'm very confident that the Louisville defense is going to be able to achieve this particular goal. And then the final key to the game for the team is going to be to establish the run. One of the only true statistical differences between the 2020 Wake Forest team and this year's team is the rushing yards allowed, allowing just 119 yards per game. You can kind of contribute that to the poor strength of schedule, 112th in the nation. Haven't really played any 
quality teams per se, but still that is a pretty solid measurable right there, 119 yards per game. And I think that there's a couple reasons why Louisville needs to establish the run. Number one, it reminds me of Central Florida. The Knights came into the game with the solid run defense, but um, Louisville was able to exploit that a little bit. And I think Wake Forest could be the, the same case. But you know, through the first four games this year, the Cardinals really haven't you know set the world on fire in terms of the ground attack. And in fact, there's a lot more to be desired in that realm. I'm still looking for Jalen Mitchell to truly get going and have one of those big-time games. So part of this key to the game is allowing your passing attack to reap the benefits of keeping the defense honest through a solid running game. But in the same light, I think that it's it's critical for the Louisville Cardinals to be able to establish the run because this is a, a run-dominant program and a style of play. So being able to get that going will not only help the cards in terms of Malik Cunningham in the passing game, but also just the whole offense in general. So I look for them to get the running game going. They also, like I mentioned, have to win the turnover battle. They need to limit the big play of the Wake Forest offense while establishing the ground game of their own. So in review, we talked about the key players on both sides and the keys to the game for Louisville in this game against Wake Forest. As I mentioned, I want to thank you all for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. Locked On Louisville is free on all streaming services. It's five days a week, all Louisville, all the time. Tomorrow, we are going to finish our Wake Forest preview. The last episode before the game, we'll break down some positional comparisons and give our final thoughts and prediction for that contest on Saturday around noon. I want to give a couple quick shout-outs to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. Great stuff going on over there. Jeremy Wallman's doing a lot of great segments where he is interviewing experts from the opposition and getting their takes on this matchup as well, respectively. So go check the Wake Forest one out with Les Johns. You can find that at cardinalsportszone.com. Also want to give a quick shout-out to the Locked on Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get all your daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team, favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you like to get your podcasts. That's going to wrap up this Thursday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.